I'm the original HBI mother C. And I deserve my spot here in the house of villains. So I need y'all to keep me here. I don't want a sympathy vote. I don't need a sympathy vote. But I need y'all to understand the pecking order. <laughs> so you don't want my sympathy vote? Is that what you're saying? I need to hear it because I need to know. You just said in front of all these people that you did not want my vote. Since I already said that, Omarosa, may I also say that I find you to be a sucking, guzzling Republican. Oh, yo. And I sleep better at night knowing that you're not in the White House. Wow. And, and ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this received from the legend. But you'll be saying those things at your house tonight. I might need a surgeon. I'm not All of all of the noise. Okay, well, as I was saying, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, a podcast where it is highly encouraged for you to divide that pussy and to never hide it. Uh, we're here with my brothers, Meech and Dre, and we also have a special guest here. Welcome to the stage, Kai. How are you, my brothers? Yo, 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 hey, yo. This nigga. All right, so enough of that. Enough of that, that fuckery, because I can't hold Thank it up you. for the whole goddamn Thank show. You, fuck that. I don't have the bandwidth for foot none of that shit right now. What's good, pimpin'? What's good, peoples? Dre. Me, Kai, talk, talk to us. Where y'all at? Scale of one to ten. How are you? Uh, I go ahead and pop it off, man. I think I'm about a eight and a half, man. Eight and a half. Uh, this week started high school basketball, so three games this week. We won all three, so feeling super um upbeat. You know what I'm saying on the on the work tip. Uh, baby girl birthday was this past week Thursday, so. You know, everything has just been uh, super positive, super upbeat. Um, you know, a week away from Thanksgiving break, so about to have a week off from work. So everything, I, I can't complain, man. All in all, it, it's it's on the up and up, brothers. Meet. Get it to here. Get it to here. Uh, yeah. I mean, basketball season also started for us. Um, we didn't already had two of them. We won in one. Um, but I think that was probably our biggest count. We played our second game. So 
you know, I think, and we can get into it, but I think the hardest part for me, uh, I had I had dudes in the locker room crying. Like, we lost by, like, six, seven, but, like, it's just a regular season loss, gang. You good. Like, I think t- teaching resiliency is, like, the hardest part for me or, or definitely the hardest part for them to accept. So, outside of that, man, once basketball season started, it's, it's up for me. Like, it, it's, uh, it's all good, so. Um, I'm at a smooth little eight, you know what I'm saying? 8.5 type shit. So, yeah, I'm cool, bro. Family, family's good. Job is good. Team is good. Yeah. What's up, Kai? Yes, introduce yourself to the people and let us know how you be. You're all, uh, it's the anime kid, uh, Kai Keith McGee the second. You did, uh, Houston, Texas is finest. Uh man, this week this week started off pretty bad, I ain't gonna lie. This was a big this this was a big mental week for me, but it was a big, big week for growth. So I wanna say the week started off at like a five, but it ended on like a nine though. I, um learned a lot of resilience, like learned a lot learned a lot about myself. Um and just kind of just sharpened sharpened the tools and then fixed up the armor. You know what I mean? So like I really can't complain. Uh, the team, um, Gardner Webb football, you know, shout out to the team. Went to Tennessee Tech in Cookville, uh, laid that goose egg on their head, 35 to zero. You know, um, big, big, big defense outing. Um, next week, playing for our back to back conference champion, uh, ship for the first time in, I think, like forever. So, you know, everything is up and up for real, for real. <laughs> Good shit, I fuck, good shit, kid. I good. fucking hate tech as a Texas AM alumni. I fucking hate tech, so I fucking hate them, bro. But good to you. Good, good, go off with you. Oh, so for me, um, it's still rough. That's all I can say. Um, I'm at a three for the most part. Kind of what Kai said, it's been a week of just like, learning about self and figuring shit out um just in general but um for the most part i'm still doing the same thing that i've been doing trying to piece it all together and figure life out and shit like that and uh trying to do my best to not be sad about it all the time but here we are um is what it is won't complain that's all i can say so yeah um, so with that, uh, we, we, we brought my brother Kyle into this show because as we told y'all before, um, we want to start bringing, you know, regular people, even though I don't believe nobody's regular, I believe everybody's extraordinary in their own way, shape, form, or fashion, right? But like we told y'all, we wanted to bring other people out here that ain't necessarily got like a, you know, big accolade or you like trying to sell or promote nothing or blah, 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 blah. We just want to talk to the peoples, you know, have, have conversations with the real people, with with people in general. So with that, uh, brought my brother through so that way, you know, he can come kick it with us and talk shit with us. And that's exactly what we came to do. But before that, before we get into anything, um... I have to say this, by the time y'all hear this episode, uh, I have to give a special shout out to my firstborn child, my baby brother. He will be 21 the day that this comes out. And I don't I know how to handle that. Hold, Just on. Yet. hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't. Wait. Boy, I hope I give it up. Say, 
<laughs> Give nah, it up. Nah. <laughs> hold on. What you thought I was going to say, nigga? No, you said my firstborn child, so I'm about to be like, wait, hold the fuck on, son. <laughs> you, all right, Y'all you know good, I called this little nigga my firstborn. Why are you even playing? Everybody else I, don't know I, this. Y'all know this, so I don't know why listen, you playing. Listen, listen, dog. Listen. He's shooting at you, Marcia. He's shooting at I don't Joe, know Joe. why. Like, I don't know why he's acting seconds. brand new. Like, For two seconds, you ain't think this man had a double life? I was about to be like, wait, huh? Wait, what? You made one? I'm pretty sure y'all would have known whether or not I had an actual child conceived from my nutsack. That's not a, that's just like, let's just let's be really real right Talk now. Him. Talk to him, Marcia. He should like, be him. real. Look at him. Gas the shit up. Continue. Congrats, little bro. And, 21. And, and, and second, birthday shout out to my niece. Um, her birthday will be before the next episode come out, so I definitely want to give her a shout out to you as well. Happy right. birthday. Um, out, she, she is also one of my babies. Uh, I hate that I can't go home and spoil her like I want to, um, but hey, hopefully a shout out would do for you. And just know, because uh, I know my sister is listening to this, uh, just know I got a throwback waiting for that ass. Just, just, just stay tuned because you you'll see it. But yeah, I just want to throw that out there before we we got into everything. So yeah, uh, Dre, are we going back to our regularly scheduled shenanigans or are we through with that? <laughs> We're not through with it, but I have been um slacking on that tip, man. You know, season the fake. I ain't gonna lie, dog. I ain't I ain't thought of a word for y'all, but. We coming amen. back to it. We come. You said, "Hey man, everybody's yeah, like, no, they yeah, don't want bro. these problems." Because <laughs> are y'all mad? I, is it is it bad because I have a winning streak? Is that I, I just want to keep winning I mean, here? I think that's what it is, man. Meach don't like you know what I'm saying. He don't want you to have that upper hand. I feel it. I feel it has it. nothing to do with him. Everything to do with me not being to spell a bunch of words. So don't feel. Attacked or affected. You feel me? It's all about me. I like how you spent that. I like how you spent Ty. that. Ty. <laughs> That's word. But I got you. Hold me to it. Next week, I promise. We coming back. We coming back. I may load up on y'all. Give you about a three or four round one just because. Shout out to Meech. I'm going to do that for you. Bro, y'all can't see you, but Kyle be like, nah, bro. I want no smoke. I don't want no fun. <laughs> Bro, that's what I'm saying, bro. Just chill. Just chill. You feel me? I mean, some people actually like to hear the fact that neither one of us can't spell and get we're both classroom teachers. But <laughs> hey, listen. But you know, that's the reason why I taught social studies. I tell people that all the time. I didn't teach math for a reason. I didn't teach English for a reason. So <laughs> here we are. So, but. With that being said, let's take a small, tiny, quick break, and then we'll be back. We're rapping with the homies and all of our regularly scheduled shenanigans. We'll be back momentarily. Yeah. Yo, we back, we back, we back to the study hall podcast. Welcome back, people. Um, What's good, people? We wanted to start this session we were with the homies um, by talking to our esteemed guest that we have today. Um, um, if you didn't remember, if you didn't know, he did mention that he is currently um, a collegiate football player. 
Um, and as a, at least an avid, just kind of in and out of the sport, I pay attention to it a lot. Um, and one thing that that's always kind of sparked my interest since has been, uh, I guess, put into effect um, is NIL. But before that, um, really quickly, I know you mentioned what school you go to, Kai. Can you just a little background on just your, how'd you get here as far as sports? Like, where you at now? So for so, sure. uh, first off, I appreciate y'all having me on. Um, man, football, football changed changed my life. That's probably gonna be a real cliche, but um, it kind of helped me be able to sit in my own shoes. Um, I'm I'm the son of two two educators. My dad was a coach my whole life. My mom was a school teacher. So I grew up in um. I grew up in spaces where um, I kind of faced double, double racism, in a sense. Like uh, I was, I was a kid that like everybody, everybody was like, "Oh, he talked white, he acted this, he acted." But then to like the um, the opposing paradigm, I was the the black kid that they thought was too smart. So um, I never really found my niche until um i picked up a football because i was getting bullied and i was able to hit my bullies so uh short sweet to the point um that that ends up leading me to um a currently what, what would it be 13 year career um uh, where i was um varsity letter all all four years in high school starter all four years in high school um had had this themed opportunity uh, furthering my education and my career at the Texas A&M University um, was a, a preferred walk-on to start off. Um, ended up earning a scholarship, ended up playing, was a three-year letter, um, faced, faced some injuries. Um, I'm, I'm a COVID senior, so um, COVID helped pause the time on my career, so I'm currently um, a seventh-year senior in college football. I think like I'm one of what like three total. I think in like Division One ball, I think I'm one of three um, that are still here that are like the last of like the COVID seniors. If I'm saying that right, and then ended up um, a lot of things happened outside of ball, but ended up winding me in Boiling Springs, North Carolina, at Gardner Webb University. Okay, 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 okay. So you you pretty much. If I'm tracking it correctly, you, most of your collegiate career, and you correct me if I'm wrong, um, you've been in with the NIL, right? Or is this like a, maybe it's three years? It's been maybe three years, so you probably a little bit before. Am I right? A little bit before. Um, had the talks about it before it happened. Um, I had a chance to serve on the SEC Leadership Council um, for, I think, like a year or so. Um, and we began talking about the talks then. Um, it was always, in our it was always just like a touchy subject because for like the big power five conferences and for the G5 conferences, like NIL can work. But the thing I think from like the odds, like the NCAA is just like equality for everybody and not, and not just football though, like other sports. So like, whereas like, can, like a school like Kentucky would be able to do things for 
I would say with equestrian, football, basketball, baseball, would I be able to do the same thing for track and field? Would I be able to do the same thing for swimming and diving? So like those were like the talks that were being had. So like I'm kind of grandfathered into it. Um, I would say if it did, if, if man, if I had a chance to be a, be a kid come out of high school with NIL, like anything anime, crunchy roll, like y'all come hit y'all, y'all come hit y'all come hit the kid because uh, we could have got some popping, but man, okay. but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a touchy it's a touchy subject because like it's a it's a can of worms that I, I don't think that everybody was ready to open, and now that it is open, there's some things that don't nobody really want to like address and talk about. Okay, well, since you mentioned that, um, we are gonna do it here. Um, so was there, my first question to you is, was there originally any mm-hmm. player pushback, um, since you was on those councils, especially, um, you know, being, I think you was at a and at the time, um, was there any player pushbacks, mm-hmm. um, from, uh, for the NIL? Because one of the kind of bigger proponents for people who was against it, um, is, mm-hmm. uh, what about the guy that's you know third in the depth chart and so on and so mm-hmm. forth and you know also what about you know this is going to push teams to keep players out on the field or players trying to overlook maybe minor injuries that could turn major stuff like that right, right. because of brand deals and stuff like that was there any player pushback we knew there was pushback from the come the colleges you know but was there any player pushback like great question. Um, I don't thinking back back then in like nineteen twenty, like not really, because like at the end of the day, a lot of collegiate athletes feel like we are already pros. Like if you look at the time commitments, if you look at the things that we sacrifice, if you look at the things that we're not able to do, um, I think that a lot of people look at collegiate athletes and be like, oh, they got a scholarship. They got this. They got that. Like they just living it up. Like, yeah, that may seem like that, but just but just let it be known, like. Just because the life may look good on the outside, it's some stuff going on on the inside that ain't ain't that ain't as sweet. So. For like most, if I would say like, if that one, if that point one percent existed that had the pushback, we we never heard from them because every every collegiate athlete would love to get paid to do what they do because they already feel like pros. Like if you look at what 30, 40 hour work weeks, if we talking about just putting towards film, if we talking about um, training tables, if we talking about nutrition, if we're talking about all that stuff, we're not even talking about school yet. I haven't even mentioned yeah. the whole school proponent and like homework and stuff like that and like classes and assignments we just talking about what you came to that university to do like what got you there um yeah most most already felt like they were professionals so nah, i don't think that there was any pushback to be honest okay okay and just for our listeners i know we kind of already got into the weeds of things but um can you just enlighten them just quickly what what is the nil what what is the nil for maybe our people that's not as prone to sports or definitely college sports um what is the nil and like we could talk about its impact shortly but just can you give a quick little verbal so for so i would love to um in lamest terms nil or name image and likeness um it's simply just uh being 
being compensated for your name, image, and likeness. Um, so, like, if people think about uh, Johnny Manziel, um, Tim Tebow, uh, Randy Moss when he was in college, like, their names, their image, their likeness, like, if NIL was around back then, it's just like them being being able to have brand deals, them being able to be um, sponsored by, like, where the quarterback at, at Texas is, uh, Quinn Quinn. Ewers, if I'm saying if I'm saying it um correctly, sorry if uh, I pushed his name. Um, he is sponsored by Maybach. Um, he has Jesus. a Maybach. He drives at what, like twenty something years old. Um, I think. Bizon, All right, hold on, hold got, on, hold on, hold on. Run that back. <laughs> yeah, he's sponsored yeah, he's by sponsored. home. I want to say, yeah, I, I want to say he has a deal with Maybach because his running back, Bijan Robinson, that got drafted to the Falcons. I want to say Bijan also had a Lambo. Like when, like when everything went down, like yeah, um, Archie, uh, the Manning boy, the current one that's at Texas, he has like big, big, big deals. Um, Shadur Sanders makes like seven figures in his nil deals so i saw he also has a rose royce that apparently just got a boot on at at campus and he got the little orange stick on his windshield yeah and and shadur did not pay for that at all and that's just but that i mean but that's like that's but that's the cool thing though like i feel like if, if you look at like who shadur is and the type of caliber of player that he is like when you put in all that work like you should be awarded certain things and i feel like like that's dope and so, like, just for, like, the people listening that may not have, like, that background in sports, like, just short, sweet, simple. It's athletes getting brand deals. It's, like, athletes getting um, compensated for their name, image, and likeness. Okay. Appreciate that. So, I guess, go into it. Now that you're on the other side of this. Now that you're on the mm-hmm. other side of this, right? And we can definitely call names like Manning, yes, Sanders. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, those top mm-hmm. 10, top 15. You've been in a locker room. You're in the locker room. How does it do for Joe yes, Smith sir. that goes to practices as much as he does? Second mm-hmm. on the depth chart as far, you know, but, 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 hey, best pulling guard you've ever seen to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, the, the, yeah. the cogs on the wheel that make these star athletes uh, able to do what they're supposed to do. We really ain't, you know what I mean? Yeah. How how does it do you how do they feel? Has it has it benefited them, you know, at all? Um once again, great, great, dope question. Uh means to be honest, gang. Uh come I'll take it from like an FCS perspective. Um, because for people who don't know, so um FCS and then FBS D1 are two different um standings of college football um fbs think um power five think your bamas your texas a&ms your ucla's your colorado's when you think fcs think like your north dakota states your Furman, your south dakota state your incarnate word um tennessee tennessee state um jackson state so just make sure that we keeping every everybody like um moving moving along smoothly um as i explain things um, for the for the Joe Smiths, what I would say too, like being in a locker room, it's a family. It's really a fellowship. It's really um a frat, like for sure. And like for that Joe Smith, like that guard that's pulling for Quinn, that guard that's pulling for Shadur, best 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 believe they are being taken care of. 
because when you on that level, I don't think people understand like college football is a billion dollar organization. I don't think that people I don't think that people get that college sports is a billion dollar org- organization. Um, the amount the amount of money that is generated like will blow people's minds. And we're just talking and I'll just say like a school like um, Coastal Carolina, a school like um alabama state like when you have big donors you have people that want to throw money into a school your athletes will will be taken care of and now because of nil and there being nil funds for teams raising and fundraising money and telling a great donor who just loves to be an alumni hey we just mind donating 200k and let's say that that's get split within a pot like Joe Smith gonna gonna be taken care of, like for sure. And even though like you won't get Joe Smith may not get that big lamp that big Lamborghini deal, but in the league there may be a guy that's on the um the sixty four man roster that may not get that big Coke that big Coca Cola deal, but he's still getting paid six figures. That that check still coming out for him, and he's still straight. So like. NIL allows for that to happen. And even though, like, at first people were like, well, what about those guys? Well, those guys are, will be taken care of. And as it continues to grow, there will be more compensation for them, too. Because it's also, like, a great way of networking. And as, um, as we've all been through, through, through college, we understand that college is about networking. It's so much about who you, who you run into, who you're able to exchange, um, contacts with and who you're able to build relationships with so who says that that one booster who comes to practice every day sees joe smith and is like oh wow he he busts his butt he may not ever get the credit all right joe smith let's let, let me hook you up after after football's over with if you don't go to the league come be a part of my oil company let me groom you into being the next cfo or ceo like that like stuff like that happens and people don't think that and so uh, if that answers your question, Meech, um, in all of its entirety, um, college athletes yeah. are very sought. College, college athletes, bro, are very sought after in the business world because of the okay. things that we have to go through and the things that we pushed ourselves through. And so for a lot of people who make those big money decisions, they look at us as like, OK, those are people who I would like to add to my organization because they don't just bring they don't bring insight. They also bring value. Okay. Okay. So what you're telling me is there's no salt in the locker room. I mean, there shouldn't be, but I mean, you always gonna have a snake that hate. Like you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can't. Like it, it's man, it's hard, man. Like it's hard to not. Like I would, I don't want to speak on any other organizations, but I best, I best believe that some, at some of these big name schools, there are people who are hating. Um, I know at Utah. They bought. I want to say they they bought all all of their eighty eight scholarship players. Like the the donors bought them all uh, Silverados, like twenty twenty three brand new trucks. Put them on the field. Boom! Like so, you can't tell me there ain't somebody that that may not be a part of that eighty eight. That's like, man, I wish. I mean, yeah, of course. But um, the the biggest thing about collegiate sports, and I need people to hear this. So when they have children and for their children, when they go through collegiate sports, it is not fair. So like that's the difference between 
peewee sports and in a sense in high school sports because like you see the game for the, just the game when you start getting paid a king's ransom to do things that not every average human being can do it's so much more deeper than just a game and i don't think that people really understand that and understand it into its entirety and so it's, mm-hmm. it should be said it should be known that like uh, yeah, it's football, there's basketball, it's baseball, it's softball, it's track and field, but it's so much more deeper and there's so many more nuances to it that, that the average Joe may not know. Got you. So, so what he's saying in a nutshell is parents, stop calling a coach when they're in middle school, high school for more playtime because that's not how that shit going to work as they're growing up. Anyway, no, sure. tell them get sure. better. That's just what it is, bro. Oh, yeah. Tell them get better. Um, that's hilarious. They, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dre. Um, no, nah, no, nah, when you said something about the coaching idea, something popped in my head. Um, yeah, he, me and Meach, we both coaches, and mm-hmm. I can say, like, in the last year and a half, I've noticed more and more headlines, whether it be down here. We had a coach that kind of like hit a player in the stomach during the game to kind of toughen them mm-hmm. up. I've had seen coaches mm-hmm. hit players with their helmet, like, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get them psyched live for the game. And even so much as recently, you had um, Lane Kiff- Kiffin's like audio footage leaked with a meeting between him and a player where he said, you know, mm-hmm. suck that shit up. There's no such thing as mental health days. And it's like, being the coach, I kind of feel like, uh, in the heat of the moment, I've heard some wild things being said to inspire an athlete. But just kind of mm-hmm. want to hear from the, the student-athlete perspective, is there, you think, a um, validity to going to such method as far as, like, screaming or cussing? Do you feel yeah, like sure. this can always be delivered differently? Yeah get that same outcome yes sir uh let me tap into it um shout out to shout out to the pivot um with channing crowder um fred uh fred taylor and ryan clark like mm-hmm. dope podcast them ogs like watched them play when i was a kid <laughs> with love like let let god willing this football thing keep going the way it's going. I would love to meet them one day, but Ryan Clark was talking about when he played for Nick Saban and he was saying a little excerpt of like the podcast. He was like, I went to Coach Saban had basically cussed me out one day and I went to his office and he's, and I'm like, Coach Saban, I do everything you asked me to do. Blase, blase. Why do you, why did you choose to cuss me out? And he said that Coach Saban's answer to him was because I know that you can take it. And it's like, huh? And it's just like that the mental game that like a player doesn't see from the coach's perspective, you as a player, you won't ever be able to see because you're like you're in it. You don't have a bird's eye view. And like there are there are a lot of guys like my dad being a coach, he he, he would always say like with, with with any team that he had, any any coach would say this like, I need my bell cow. Like an old, old country term, but I need that one that like when I when I say something to them or I do something to them, their reaction and the way that they handle things resonates through like the whole organization. It's the reason that teams have leadership councils. It's it's the reason that teams have leaders. Like as like as a leader and being um a linebacker playing Mike Becker, um our room. We have a great coach and Coach Greg Jones. He'll do all, he'll 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 do it all the time. But like he'll he expects so much because he knows how much work that we put in, and because he knows how because because he knows how much work we put in, 
he sees our potential farther than we can see it because he because he's been around it from like a coach's perspective longer than we have. So don't get me wrong. There are some egregious moments. But for the most part, this generation is so soft and that like they couldn't they can't handle like like somebody being like, look, yo, your ball suck. It suck. Like, I can't tell you that it don't suck. It suck. And don't and don't get me wrong. Everyone hear me when I say this. I'm not saying that mental health don't exist because it definitely does. And as an athlete, if your mind ain't sharp, you can't ball, period. If your mind ain't right, you ain't balling. So that's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that either pressure going to burst the pipe or it's going to make a diamond. Like, it's so cliche. But coaches look at it like that. Like, if I'm finna go play in front of 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000 people, and I yell at you and you can't take it, how you going to be willing to take it when we in the swamp playing Florida and they student section going crazy and some dude with his shirt off that, that got paint on him say something about your mama and you turn around and you react? How am I supposed to say that? Okay, I gotta have you go out here, and then it's third down and three, and it and it's been and this becomes so loud that I can't even hear myself speak, and you fold, and that's and and what I was saying earlier, like when it's so much bigger than ball, like there's so many more nuances. Like at the end of the day, a coach has one job: that's to win. At these million dollar organizations, that's that's what their job is. And so they have to put people in 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 positions, especially like on the high school level now too. And, and like in Texas, like if you don't win, you fire. Like my livelihood as a coach is predicated upon young men and young women performing at a certain level in order for my family to eat. So y'all both got kids. You gonna let somebody take food off your kid plate? Because they don't want to do uh, do the right thing. I think this is where like a lot of coaches like get to. And then like Lane Kiffin, all those coaches, like they came up in like an era where like, like you bloody your nose to get tough and to learn the game. So when they so when they deal with these, I don't want to call them TikTok babies. I don't want to do that. But like no, when like call you, it what it is, call it what it like, is. When you when you deal with like a generation of kids, and this ain't like no knock to them. Um, and y'all can crucify me if you want to. Like when you grow up and the world is always telling you, and social media always telling you, you're great, you're amazing. Da 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 da. da. That's so fallacized because you're not you're not being told the real. At the end of the day, you can't always be great. The greatest of the greats, Kobe. Like I love Kobe to death, and when you look at Kobe, may he rest in power. Like it was always about getting better. It was always about being better than the next person. It was always about doing the one thing that, that the next man isn't going to do. So, which means that there are times when Kobe trainer probably told him, bro, look like you ain't come to work today. I don't know what the heck you thought you was doing, but like go leave and come back for the second session and you better be right. So what if Kobe would have been like, man, if you, I'm Kobe Bryant and just left. He wouldn't be Kobe Bryant, you know what I mean? So like it's, like it's it's hard, bro. Cause like my dad's done similar stuff to me, like grabbing my face mask. Like my first play of my freshman year on varsity, I, I got for anybody that knows, I got beat on a corner route in cover two. That shit never happened, but because I was a happy go lucky freshman and wanted wanted to come fit the run, I come and run down just to get beat on a cover two corner route. 
And then here we go. And now I done caused my team to have some type of dis, some type of disdain. And now our, our, our momentum has dropped and I'm putting, I'm putting it on me as a person who should have known what his job was. It's not, it's not about me. It's about the 11 individuals who had to come together as a collective to get a job done. And so when I come to the sideline, my, my, my mom would say, Oh, I'm going to come down there and cuss your dad. I'm like, nah, like I was supposed to hear that. Like him and my DC. He on one side, they 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 on the other side. Yo, sob, da, 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 da. and I'm and I'm and, and I gotta take it. I gotta bite it because at the end of the day, that's life though. Like sometimes life throw like that's that's why sports is so beautiful because it's 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 a social experiment without you having to go through any type of risk of like hurting, like dying to a certain extent or going going to jail. Da, 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 da. Like it's gonna throw you some punches. And it tests you to see if, like, when when the punches are thrown, are you going to get up or or are you going to fold? And if in those certain moments you fold, if in those certain moments you you can't push through, what the heck you gonna think of, you gonna think about it in other life? And so, like, I don't want to keep, I don't want to go into like such a tangent, but um, it's a lot of things that, like, I think this generation lacks as far as essence. And Inky Johnson talk, talk, talks about it all the time. He was like. He said, and the thing he said, he asked to do, is it possible to be a great football player and a bad father? He said, he said, the dude said, yeah, he said, it's impossible. Because he said the same, the same method that met the same methodology that you take and being a foot, being a football player and being in a huddle and executing your job. When you responsible for somebody else that's bigger than you, how can you expect them to say, or you to say, I got you when in a huddle, you tell somebody that you got them and you mess up your assignment. It's the same thing. And it's weird how like that work, but you see it pop up time and time again. So hopefully Dre, that answers your question. I mean, it's you, interesting. You that you it, all of that. I'm glad you asked that question, Dre, because as you were talking, Kyle, I'm thinking of like all of the parallels as a teacher, right? Because I ain't never coached shit a day in my goddamn life, except students to be better, right? To be better than what they were before they walked in my classroom to when they get out of it, right? And I yes, think sir, yes, sir. about the times in which, which I know a lot of people who are going to hear this is going to laugh at this. Um, and I mean, Dre and Meech can tell you because they watch me do it, right? Um, there were times where I had, for anybody that's part of a Greek letter organization, I had the Excuses poem and Invictus um, blown up and printed out and stuck to my wall, right? And anytime a student will come to me and be like, oh, Mr. Clark, I ain't do my homework. I ain't get it done. I can't turn it again. What does it say? Read the poem. Excuses are tools of the incompetent used to build monuments and nothing is those that specialize in them set them accomplish anything. Okay, so what does that mean you need to do? Go get your work done. Okay, get out of my face and go do it. And a lot of people would be like, damn, you said it like that. Yeah. Because how life is. That is it's literally how life is. And then I had to like use that as an example. Like my former principal, uh, Meech and Dre, y'all already know who I'm talking about, basically said that, you know, the way that I uh, approached teaching um, kind of showed up in their end of the year trip where they went and charged a group of kids at the uh, United States Capitol because they had MAGA hats on. But when she got through telling me the story, I was like, well, it sounds like they learned something out of my class because I know for a fact they know better. Even if I wasn't there, they knew better. Don't 
chastise nobody, don't, you know, commit them crazy, doing X, Y, and Z. But you can have a civil debate or a civil conversation with somebody without making them, you know, feel a certain type of way and still get your point across, right? But like I told her, I said that took, you know, 180 days of showing them how to have that conversation, but also being on their ass about learning this material so that way you can go have that conversation, right? And even like my last year teaching, I remember one of the teachers was saying like she had walked in the cafeteria and she saw um, one of her former students, because I think she had him in ninth grade or some shit like that. And I had him as a 12th grader. And she was like, you know, I saw him in there doing work and they was trying to figure out, you know, who work was he doing? I was like, he doing clock work. How did you get him to do work? I said, I set the expectation for him on the top of this building and he had no choice but to meet it. Well, how did you do that? I don't accept bullshit because the world is not going to accept bullshit. So I just find it funny, like the parallels between coaching and teaching, uh, just listening to you say that. Because this generation is used to getting participation trophies and they're used to getting like, oh, that's okay. It'll be right. No, tighten the fuck up or move around. That's just that mm-hmm. on that. And it is what it is. So, but I'm glad I appreciate you saying that. I'm sorry. No problem. No problem. I got to get a little ignorant. I'm sorry. You have to at least heard me? this. I'm about to get ignorant. Oh, oh so so if you ain't if you if you're a college ball player, maybe you heard about this before. But Kai, have you ever heard of the Seven Floor Crew rap? No, uh, tap me in, tap me to me. Okay, what the so, fuck is this shit you getting ready to say, nigga? <laughs> all right, so uh, about two thousand one ish. Uh, there was a lot of guys who are retired pro football players now. Um, from the University of Miami. I guess um, in the University of Miami, they had this one dormitory, and on the seventh floor, that's where mostly all of the football players um, stayed. Um, and they decided one day to record themselves creating a rap. Um, about, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, okay, okay. So, well, for yeah. the rest of the listening crew, um, this is where they had a rap about, you know, if your girl only knew that she was getting thrown by the seven flow crew. Um, and the <laughs> raps that pursued after that um, were just a bunch of groupie talk. I know if I went to Miami in 2001 or 2000 or any time before that, I'd probably be a little shaken, you know, if I dated a girl there. Um, and in that vein, um, tell me about groupies. Is there a such thing as college football groupies? Do you guys um, often live together as far as... And be careful how you like, answer that, Kai. Um, <laughs> man, hey, Deuce, uh, Jamon, his Chase, if y'all are listening to this, man, uh, let me answer this in all its entirety. B-Jack, Top French, uh, Chuck, <laughs> we can answer this with this. Names, damn. Oh, um, nah, but because, like, people who like I was close to, uh, my boy T Dot, uh, that's playing for the Bills. Like, if you asked him this question, like, we probably would all like pause because I, I when you look at like a college, if you look at a college environment. It's such like it's like a 
it's like they it's like they took individuals and put us on like a petri dish and just like put a microscope and was like, okay, let's just see what happened. In my opinion, I don't know if groupies exist, but what I do know is is that like when 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 women are young, they're attracted to status. Let me say that. Mm. So like I may be wrong in saying this, but just from my experience, that women um women are attracted to status. Not not because of like it's just like it's just like a man has something going for himself. So it's like it's more respectable in her eyes. Like, oh, he didn't put in all this work. He didn't came into all into like all of this. So like it must be something good about him. So like when I think about like my homeboys, like my homeboys and uh like the names I said earlier, like ain't no ain't no groupies. It's just more like women are women are attracted to like the success that like they see. But mm. Okay. Insane, like insane, insane. Yeah, like insane, like insane, insane. All of that, like I think it kind of speaks more to like too. When twenty, when twenty twenty happened, when COVID happened, a lot of people hopped on these podcasts that that ain't got that same essence. Like I don't have nothing in common with like a CEO who mommy and daddy gave him a loan to go do something. I got nothing in common with him. Like he's never got nothing out the mud, but I know that, all, but I know that all of those names that like I, 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 I just said in the summer when it's 99 degrees and we got to go run wind sprints, we're going to go, go run them when we done threw up because we done pushed our threshold, but we got to push further. Cause we got a season to go play. We done did that together. So like, I think it's something it's got to be something about like the animalistic behavior that we that 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 we attribute to as human beings because to us we're warriors like you can't tell us that that like we not like wherever we see you we going to do you period like like you you can get it on the concrete you can get on the practice field the game field we can go over it don't matter like if if it's time to go ball we're going to go ball but but that's because like we done put in so much work we done felt so much pain so like our personas that we build up for ourselves is very intimidating to, to the average Joe. So like going off of the rap, like I feel bad for like, bro, if he, if he, if he was a NARP and then for people who don't know what NARPs are, those are normal, regular people. Um, I forgot the A, but just feeling, feeling the blank. Like you can't be mad at that because like when women are young, like, they're he says like they're chaotic. He says you know what I mean, bro. Like it ain't it ain't he nothing against you. Up. But it's just like you see you see seven, eight, nine, ten athletes walk into a room, you're going to be intrigued by them by the by the by the way that they carry themselves. Because regardless of what people say, a lot of male athletes and not like a lot of athletes in general, like we carry ourselves a certain way. We're actually very respectable people, regardless of what of what the world wants to say about us. Like we're super respectable. Um, we're usually very OCD because we have so many time time constraints, and so we just handle our business. And it just happens that we play in front of thousands of people, and people know our names. Fuck your shit. So I mean, Fuck my, your shit. so I mean, my boy. So like, no, but like a lot of times, like athletes don't don't get to talk like that because like. 
nowadays it's like if you ain't verified you can't speak like that like nah bro i could care less about social media i don't post my stuff on social media for everybody to see um i'm in the muck in the heat running doing footwear drills doing all of this stuff for the slim chance of the one percent chance that i'm gonna go ball out for the smaller than one percent chance that i'm gonna go to the league like mm. i've been doing this betting bet betting on myself for for my whole life everybody's name who i said earlier like they've been betting on themselves their whole lives so why wouldn't we have the the confidence or the cockiness and persona that is exuded from us? And a lot of people be like, well, athletes are cocky. They're just dumb jocks. No, 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 no. Some of the smartest people that I've ever met are athletes. Some of the most talented people that I've ever met are athletes. Like, shout out to my bro, Anthony Hines. Like, one of the most talented individuals, him, Jamal Osmond. Hezekiah Jones, some of the most talented individuals I've ever met in my life. Like the way their brains think, it'd be like, y'all really some brainiacs. Like we sitting and talking about stuff, Kelja Carper, they like, well, if you hit this angle off that break at like 45 degrees, but you got to change it to 47. Like they would have talks like that. Like those are the talks that we have. Everybody think that, oh, they just go out there and run. No. When you, when you put in so many hours for something and you master something, like Throw like throwing in anime because Meech got this uh anime profile thing. Like you, right. like your your mind goes into this different state that in that, that can't nobody else go to because you put in so much work. And so like yeah, the answer on like on like the on like on like the group on like the groupie part. And then that the girls are groupies. It's just that like they 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 trying to level up just like just like the next person. So like if Ooh. if if Joe hey, look if Joe Smith over here and he didn't cheated on her and been on some been been on some sleazy ish you don't think she's not finna go choose the football player that handled his business has been has 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 been chasing his dreams like and that and that and that gets onto like the thing that like a lot of times like. Man, a man calls a woman a groupie because she attract she attracted to a man that like chase her dreams. Good good dudes finish last, not because a woman don't like the fact that he's a good man. A good dude finish last because he confines to like what reality says that he needs to confine to, and he don't have a buck the system. Don't nobody want no wimp that 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 don't buck back. And for the most part, us athletes, we always bucking at something because you ain't finna tell us that we not finna go do this when we done put in all of this work. So just to answer your okay. question, Meech, I hope okay. I hope I can. I hope, nah, I, hope you, I can you, with something. Hey, Dre, hey, Dre, that boy good, huh? That boy good. <laughs> that boy good, good huh? yeah. That boy good. <laughs> that, boy, that boy good. Let me tell you something. You, you mentioned <laughs> off this conversation, I posted to all you guys, and hopefully y'all seen it. There was a clip on social media that started to build some virality really towards the end of this week. Um, with uh, we just gonna call them classic man because it was a little joke earlier. I couldn't if remember. If y'all don't his name, call that nigga his name, Jadena, uh, <laughs> Jadena, um, of him kind of speaking on uh, him feeling, I guess, ashamed um, of how he treated a lot of women in his earlier time earlier life. Um, and you know, going into detail, some of it was like, God damn, what? But I pose this question to the panel. Um, A, what is what do you think he gets out of this? Now, obviously, this was a this is a interview. So and I and obviously it's just a clip, so I don't know if this pose question was just posed directly to him or do you feel ashamed about who you no, but like 
how do y'all feel about this kind of service? And then, like, do you do you see at all where he was maybe coming from? Do you resonate with any of what he was saying? I, I, I'll just kind of open this floor up. Um, Dre. Uh, <laughs> Dre, what's um, good? Uh, no, I'm not surprised. Um, uh, trying to pick my words wisely. I think that if he has some content or something coming out in the near future before the end of the year, then this kind of makes sense. This is deemed a rollout, which, hey, rollout is a rollout. You can roll a product out plenty of different ways. And I'm not mad at how you do it. That's just on you and your team. Now, if this is just off the the wake up, I'm just feeling super expressive and remorseful. I don't it's 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 just interesting. I'll say that it's it's super interesting because we haven't heard from him in so long. He got low. And then, at least from my knowledge, the first thing we hear from when you pop back up is like all this remorse and oh I'm thinking about what I did in the past. It's just it's it's different. Um salute to him and his journey and being able to express that. Would I do that? No. Like you can have those thoughts and feel that way and address and maybe he has addressed the people he's hurt um personally, directly behind the scenes, but I'm not I'm not about to just let all my you ain't let your laundry out, but the sense you did kind of say, Man, I was just fucked up, bro. I was doing X and this is a clip. So I can only imagine if he continues to, you know, pause, go deeper, or if he just kept at this level, either way. This is a lot um, to be putting on the front street. That's my opinion. No, 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 no. But I had a second part to that. Do you do you resonate with? Is there any, is there any relationship in the past that you feel like, or at that time, maybe you was feeling yourself, you was you was up, up, anything like that? Like, do you do you? Is there? You don't have to speak directly to them, but like, is there any situations you feel like at minimum you could like wreck? Defy on a you know, I was bugging out type shit. Um, I think we all got things that we maybe could have done different in the past. It, there oh, are yeah. some situations. Okay, okay. There are some situations that I probably could have handled differently. Um, just with experience, but you know, in the same breath, I learned something from handling it the wrong way. So everything just played out the way it's supposed to play out. Um. I think most of the people I felt I've done wrong or there was some type of um, bad blood. At this point in juncture, we we cool now. Like I've either extended that or we've sat down and had some type of conversation where we came to to grips. Say this is what it is, X, Y, and Z. And you know, I try to be on a good page with everybody, regardless of how it ended. If we in the same space, I happen to be in the same space, we could be cordial. Like I don't. I don't got no bad blood in me, so I don't want you to hold on to harbor any. So that's yeah. Okay, okay so 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 you didn't answer it. No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, Marcia, Marcia, do you you know? And it, it, it don't have to be intimate relationships. Obviously, it could be friendships, anything like that. Do you feel like at a time maybe you was feeling yourself? Do you? I'm gonna pose the same questions to you. A, do you? What do you think his purpose of even releasing this or even speaking this candidly in public about it is and do you resonate is there any 
with anything he said. So while Drake was talking, I was going back and re-watching the video because I'm like, maybe there's something that I'm missing out of here because y'all know I don't pay celebrities no goddamn attention. I got my own shit going on, right? But I'm also scrolling through these comments and they are eating this nigga up in the comments. Like, they are chewing him up and spitting him right the fuck back out in these, in these comments. Like, it is, it's not looking good for him, right? Um, so to your first question as to why he's doing this, um, I kind of side with Dre on the, I got some shit that I'm about to promote sometime soon, so let me air this dirty laundry so y'all can feel away, right? We literally just watched Jada do this for an entire calendar month. And now nobody is going to go buy the fucking book because you told us everything that was in the goddamn book, girl. Like, we don't want it anymore, right? Well, I didn't want it, period, but more on that later. But anyway, I, so I kind of see that aspect of it, but on the other tip of it, it's like, even if you did have these conversations with these women before, right? Like, are you doing this to kind of, like, free your consciousness of something? Like, is this the, you know, how people who tell they dirty the secrets before they, you know, hit the grave type situation? Not saying that he's got to transition at any point in time. But it's giving that. It's giving, like, I'm trying to get this off my consciousness right now because what yeah. I did versus who I portrayed myself to be ain't the same person, right? Which is probably part of the reason why they chewing him up in these comments, right? Um. So like I don't I don't I don't personally don't understand why he needed to do that unless he was just trying to get that energy or get that vibe off of him, right? Um now repeat your second question for me because I want to make sure I hit all points of this. Do do you resonate with it? Is there any relationships out there or past relationships out there that you feel like, damn, when you look back so, at it? You know. I haven't, no, because I don't waste people's time. Like I said, I don't know if this was last episode or maybe this is what we were saying. Now, this is the conversation we were talking about before we recorded last episode. I'm not going to waste my time with somebody that I don't see a future with. I'm not going to, um, if I if I'm going to be unfaithful in a relationship i would rather just leave I, if i don't see it going anywhere it's not there's no point in holding on to the relationship at that point like that just logically makes zero sense so i've never been a in a situation where i have as the comments are saying emotionally manipulated somebody um especially because i've been emotionally manipulated before I don't turn around and do to others as what was done to me. At least I try not to just because I know what this shit feels like. So I can't necessarily resonate with with, with him uh, in this. And I, I mean, I really can't resonate with no celebrity. But yeah, I what? don't I don't I don't see it with this at all. Sorry. Mr. D1 since day one. You feel me? What do, what do you what do you I'm going to pose both questions to you. How do you feel? How do you this feel? This nigga been cooking over here. Y'all ain't been watching his facial expressions, but oh, go ahead. God. Oh god. Oh. Uh, shout out to uh shout out to my boy uh my boy Cliff. Cause I hear it, I hear it in your voice, Meach. You from uh Louisiana. And yeah, uh New Orleans. Yeah, you from New Orleans. Um my, <laughs> we used to make fun of dudes like 
like uh like classic man. Like he just want his hug. Man, that little boy just want his hug. <laughs> Crazy. Somebody got some, somebody gotta go talk, somebody man. Gotta, niggas, yeah. Somebody gotta somebody gotta go get his top right, bro. Cause like he ain't he ain't right in the head for real. Like like too, like, cause this kind of just goes off the groupie thing too, man. Like, like every like if everybody listening, every, everybody that like I name, like we are up like upstanding man, men, and like we 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 flocked around each other because there were like standards that like we that we upheld, and like we kept those standards. And even though we knew that we had to go learn like new things, like we never like we never like like. We never went down bad for no female. Like I don't, I don't, I don't really get that. I think I guess that's like a thing now. And what and what I mean by this is, and I don't want like anyone to feel like I'm misogynistic or anything, but it's just like I don't understand why you do this instead of just going to go talk to the women in private. Like it's like it's 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 like the thing like if you ever cheated on like a girl, she don't want you to go like do nothing extravagant in front of everybody. She don't give a she don't give a damn about nobody else. She she care about you and her and you apologizing to her man to man, face to face. She could care less if you went on social media and said, Oh, I'm sorry for man, she don't want to hear none of that. None of that. She don't want to hear none of that. And cause like it goes to like more like it goes to wanting attention, bro. Like it's literally attention. It's like, hey, where my hug at? Like the ones from from school, like 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 what you on, bro? And like I think that we forget out of time, like regardless of if. And I think too, like the reason I spoke about the names and stuff too, like like let it be known, like we was them before all the money, before all the bread, and a lot of times we we be forgetting that like these celebrities, regular humans, like when you die and and you transition, you ain't taking none of this bread with you. So like, let it be known. I could care less if you got millions. If you got. I could. I don't care. Like, like your character, your integrity, your your essence got to like upheld of like or all that money and stuff don't don't mean nothing. And so like to answer that first question, like it just look goofy to me, bro. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like it's goofy. Um, you you definitely brought more heat to black men because now. Um, there are those damn it, and I'm not damn it, but like I need to say this too. Like black women, I'm sorry if like there have been black men like this that have done this to you, but like, like the way to go about it was was not him to like go to go speak about this like that on like some type of like narcissistic. I know my wrong, so let me wash away. Like I ain't trying to hear none of that, bro. You sounding like a preacher. Shut up. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear none of that. And so, like, to the women, to the black women, all women, like, if you have had this done to you by somebody who has used you, I'm so sorry. And then, B, like, the second part of your question, are there people, interactions? Let me say this. If all the females who DMs may have, may have been hopped in, I, I appreciate you. Because the fact that you didn't respond, let me know that, one, I was trying to waste your time and two that we was not meant to be for sure. I appreciate you. And like, now that I think back as like a man, bro, like check this. When a man learns self-control, he don't really need much else. Cause if he can learn how to, how to be in self-control and like, this is just a younger just speaking, bro. Like when you learn how to learn self-control for yourself, 
it, it allows your life to line up in different facets. So like if there have been instances, anybody who has come into inter, in, in, into interaction with me on a plutonic level and some shit has happened for sure, like there there will be apologies, I guess. Um, if there need be, I will go to those people. But like they it's it's a it's a two way street. As in, like you, you, you learned a lesson. I did too, for sure. And we gonna chunk it up to the game. Players gonna play the game for sure, and we gonna keep it moving. Period. Like it ain't gonna be on no like. Let me get a sob story and be nah, bro. Like it don't. Cause like if you want to be real, when you do stuff like that, women see you as weak, and the last thing you need for the feminine nature to see you is is weak, bro. Like you don't need that. Like the world already try to make you feel weak. No, mm-mm. don't don't add on to the fire because you want to go sound like some type of soap opera, uh, cheesy clown because you want to like feel. No, you, you know what I mean, bro. Like that yeah. on top of that, you did okay. Okay, I mean, me personally, I I y'all said a lot of different points of what I agree with. Like, first of all, I think this shit is a rollout. Secondly, I definitely think this shit goofy. It's not P at all. Nothing about this P. Like, don't get me wrong. Apologizing and all that shit, like that, that could be P and writing your wrongs, right? Like we could we could speak to writing your wrongs. If there's any wrongdoings, you can write them. But like on a public platform, I guess. Like, and I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna shoot him some bell. I don't know if this question was I don't see how this question could be posed directly to where he's answering it like that. But Let's just say for, you know, for shits and giggles, it was, right? Like, hey, classic man, have you hurt anybody? And how do you feel about the people you hurt? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, now he classic man. I promise y'all gonna learn this nigga name one day. God damn. Nah, now you classic man, not because you not pee. You feel me? But is he classic man because he had to come out with this conversation? Like, let's keep that real. Oh, yeah, you not classic man because if we keep it real, if you want our grandfathers, uh, our great grandfathers, them niggas literally went to the grave with some of their transgressions. Let's keep it up. My man. point exactly. Man. My but, fucking but point exactly. But is he really being a man though? And mm. I think that's like that's a like that's a bigger Ooh. thing though, bro. Like just because like I speak out and like I say sorry about my transgressions don't don't make me a man. Like we supposed to be 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 F, like we're supposed to mess up, like. Our moral compass is supposed to be like fine-tuned for so. Like, yes. But like if we I'm telling you, ain't no perfect man. Like we chase perfection every single day, knowing damn well we'll never achieve it. But it's the action of doing so that makes us better. Mm. Can somebody pass the goddamn perfection plate? This man is watching. Great sermons today. But I think I think. Accountability should be saluted, but like accountability For to sure. those you need to be accountable to, not to not the, world. the weight in public. Yeah, because that shit, it yeah. all it, it look cheesy. And, and if I'm speaking personally, uh, I want to believe that I've went back and righted everything I was supposed to wrong. You know what I'm saying? That I have wronged in the past. I want to believe that, but obviously it's a perspective thing, right? Um, but yeah, so. Okay, okay, interesting. Interesting to get in this conversation with you fellas. Oh, um, but we go we we I got one more. I think uh Dre, did you have I, I got one, but I'm I might I might tuck that one. Did you have one for us before we get into cries of outrage? 
we can talk that one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Marsha, you got anything else? I mean, the only other thing that I want to talk about is my cry of outrage for the day because I just don't really understand. Um, but yeah, we can we can we can tie this right on up with a boat and move okay. right on along. All right. All right. So that's been wrapping with the homies. Um, and we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with the cries of outrage. This is the study hall podcast. Here. <laughs> this man is so funny and we are back once again to the study hall podcast oh wait I had an ugly little accent right there at the end but we are well, at the same what was that <laughs> I was still laughing at how you how you just did that shit, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna shed light on it. And we are at the segment either you love to hate or hate the love. None other than the cries of outrage. Um, and we're gonna start off with our guest today. Kyle, let these folks know how they got you messed up out here, or who you need to vent and get off on. All right, so it's it's the anime kid. I gotta say this. Uh, hmm. Man, I'm finna rap on something like Killer B. You dig? Like out of Nars oh. references. Uh, but oh. you dig. Okay. But um, my first, like, my biggest cry outrage, bro, that like some of y'all need to go outside. Like, y'all be stick sticking to these tablets and these computers. And like, yeah, I'm a gamer, but y'all be not going outside, bro. Like, life is passing you by sitting, sitting, sitting here listening to like propaganda, whether it be on certain things or not. And like, you're allowing like your mind to deteriorate into a point in where you are not being your authentic self and you are not moving autonomously. You will be surprised by how many of you see somebody say something, men, women, Black, white, blue, purple, gold included. Let somebody say something off your opinion. You finna go dive down this rabbit hole and go see all these people with their inflated opinions that are just all on this one-sided argument. And you're just messing your mind up. So, like, my biggest cry outrage, bro, is like, y'all go outside. Breathe in some fresh air. Go talk to people. COVID is over. It's over, bro. Like, go talk to people. Please. Quarantine over. Go talk. Like, go have conversations like the lack of human interaction. Like, we are social people. Go, go, go to the gym, find a new routine, go to the park, go take your dog out, your cat, pet lizard. I don't know what it is. Go take it for a walk. Go do something, bro. Like, please. Cause, like, social media is a very dark place right now. And, and before it gets better, it's only going to get worse. So it's just not a space for everybody to be on right now. And also, y'all all not content creators. Please stop. Right? <laughs> this is real life. Ooh. Hear me when I say this. This is real life. Okay. Are these content creators our blessings and our gratitude to what they're doing? Because they do great, wonderful job in the entertainment industry. But y'all not them. Please stop trying to bite off of somebody else's lane and stay and stay in your lane. Whatever your lane may be, go find it. Go figure out what you're going to do, okay? And stop being scared. Nip said it best. Go find out what you, what you want to do because y'all are way too scared to go do that, all right? Because the marathon continues. <laughs> you dig? EBB, I shot on my, what a word. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna we have to get Kai back. I ain't gonna lie to you, guys. Yeah, no, he gonna yeah, he definitely gonna come back. Post production, but 
Nah, we got to get Shorty back. Y'all ain't going to lie, son. Nigga be cooking. Um, uh, but I finally got my cry of outrage for you, motherfucker. All right. This is something I've been forgetting, but definitely been sitting on for the past three, four weeks. All right. Oh. That's crazy. I ain't going to lie. You got it. You got it. <laughs> you I get one out of the thousands that you have given yeah. me over the last six yeah, years. Yeah, you got it. Hey, I'm going to give it up with this dude. You got it, gang. You got it. But. Double pause. <laughs> double. Now, see, now we OD. Now we OD. But look. All right. To my people who work in fast food. All right. Now, wait a minute. Be careful now, because they might spit in your shit going forward. Be careful. That's true. I'm going to get my shit off regardless. So my, to my people who work in fast food, I let me be specific. To my people who's on the cash registers, who's in the lines, taking orders, you folk, okay? I don't know how old you are. I don't know what you did to get there. But understand something. I did not put you there. Okay? I didn't put you there. And there is something to be said about customer service. I get it. I get it. At some point, most of us have worked some type of fast food job. The manage the 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 assistant manager is a dickhead. The manager's never there. You don't like none of the people there. The person probably right before me was a fucking dick. Like, I get all that shit. But listen, I didn't put you there. So when I come on the mic and I'm yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, please, thank you. Is it too hard to ask to have a little bit of courtesy to just not be in a bad mood, bro? Like, I get it, bro. We all have lies. But let me tell you something. When I got a step foot in my in my classroom, no matter what the fuck happened before I step foot in that classroom, that does not give me the right to treat any adult or a child shitty. All right? And I'm going to just be honest. A lot of y'all do that shit. What you want? What I want? Like, is that it? I'll let you know when it's it. Like, it, it, it's a way of delivering shit. And right now, I hate when people just got bad attitudes in this shit. And I get, like I said, I get it's not the most luxurious job. It's literally a job. But like, God damn. Like, and I get it the most because I got kids. And so my orders are typically big. And you can see even some of the, like, the best ones. By the time I get to the sec third part of the order, they're over it. They're fucking over it. But I'm like, bro, like, it's just been killing me bro it's just been killing me i'm not asking you to have a big old smile and, and all that shit like it just get this it, i stay out east so if anybody know in nashville what that means right you got the north you got out east i stay out east so the the bar is in hell already the bar is completely in hell when it comes to customer service already but like god i shouldn't have to drive all the way out the goddamn hendersonville or drive all the way out to the far reaches of madison um, to like get a little bit of service because it's like, bro, first of all, y'all going slow as fuck. Secondly, y'all going slow as fuck, but y'all shit, y'all still gonna fuck up our orders. You know what I'm saying? 
And, and, and bro, my shit's so down bad. Even Chick Fil A fuck up orders every every night and off this bitch. You feel me? We losing recipes. All right. So at the end of the day, all I want, bro, just just, just understand. Like, I'm just trying to get food. I'm trying to feed my people. I'm trying to feed my baby. Like I ain't trying to hit the beauty harder. I'm just going through high, bro. Please, just a little, just a little, just a little bit more patience. Just a little bit more patience. That's all I ask, bro. Cause this shit's gotten ridiculous. It's gotten ridiculous. It make you feel like they paying you to be here. Like, no, bro. I'm a patron, and I, I'm not an asshole patron. I've definitely taken meals or, or or orders that was fucked up. I took them to the crib and just took one. You know, whatever. I'm gonna just eat it. That's not what I ordered, but fuck it. It is what it is. Now my mama, my you know, like she was different. I got PTSD from that shit. So I just like look if they fuck it up, they fuck it up. Unless I'm right there, but like. Yeah, bro. Just come on, y'all. For real. Real shit. Like, tee up. That's all I got, bro. That's all I got. Because that, that, that shit irks my soul. My brother, I'm glad you finally got a chance to get that shit off your chest. <laughs> That's been about a month worth of forgetting. But, um, no. Nah, get on their ass. Hopefully they don't spill your shit. Um, look, at, look at this shit. God damn. Why you even put that in the ether? <laughs> anyway, bro. Go as all right, um, bro. Go ahead. No, nah, my um crab outrage. Huh, I'm gonna try to generalize it, but it's really towards my people. Um, bruh, friends giving or this new age shit, bro. If we gonna do it, can we like plan it out? It is November twelfth. I have not heard no thought, no plan, no hey, what you need to bring, like. I'm the one I've been asking that in all my little group chats. Like, all right, you know, we did we we not eating this year? Like, is niggas dropping the ball on Friendsgiving? So I'm just like, young people, we done created this holiday, and just like young people, shit, we finna let it go to the wayside. Let's keep up the tradition, and to my people, it's particularly black people and my friends. Can y'all plan something like sooner than later? Thanksgiving is next Thursday. Not this Thursday coming up, but next Thursday. So that shit is here. When you say it like that, like it's it's less than two weeks away. And I ain't have no idea as to where I'm eating at outside my family's place. So let's get on top of that. Let's plan. Lack of preparation is preparing to fail. Y'all know the 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 saying. So plan some shit out so I can come and get my plate or two. And let's do better, my young people. Let's do better. Martian. Hold on. Before Martian go, there is something to be said that, I mean, quiet as it's kept. Are we young black people actually cooking like that? Mm. But anyways, anyways no, go ahead. Because <laughs> Granny getting older. <laughs> granny could barely get out the bed. And our aunts and shit, ain't, they, they ain't really close as they used to be. So, like. I don't, I don't maybe niggas is not cooking because we they can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyways, go ahead, Martian. My fault. Y'all finna I have mean, y'all friends giving door to That's exactly what it's giving, isn't it? Um well first and foremost, Dre, thank you for letting me know that Thanksgiving is in a business week because I legit had no idea. Um, I've been in my own bubble over here. But also to that other point, uh, y'all could just pay me and I cater it and cook it my goddamn self and y'all could just come eat. 
you know, find the spot and we can just make that happen. Y'all can just pay me to do the work and, you know, shit like that. that that's always an option. But anyway. Reach out, reach out to him. I'm just saying, y'all can always just, I mean, I had a, a whole, anyway, more on that later. Um, so to round this thing out, um, my first cry of outrage is to one Twitch streamer, Kasanet. No, um, not my guy Kai. Oh no, what he do? Don't do I just it. need <laughs> to know. So hold on. So for those that don't know, he did a live stream where it was set in like a prison type environment, and I'm just trying to figure out why. It was a prison. Like what was so he rented one out? He rented one out. It was regardless of regardless of. If he, if it was a set, if it was the real deal, if it was his mama's house, I don't give a flying fuck. What was the point of doing that shit? Because essentially you were glorifying prison culture as if we aren't aware that that is the new age version of chattel slavery. Especially with the amount of children that watch you and watch your stream and the type of influence that you have where you are able to bring out 10% of this New York City population to the point where you and your friends got arrested because you showed up in one part of the damn city and all the children came. You have way too much power to be using it irresponsibly like this. And for you to be in New York City and Uncle Ben sat there and told Peter Parker the same goddamn thing, and I know you watched that motherfucking Spider-Man movie, all 17,000 versions of it, there's no reason under the sun why you thought that was a great idea. I'm sorry. There's no, uh, to me, there's literally no excuse under the sun why you felt the need to do that. Like the the one that you did with, was it Offset or Quavo? I think it was Offset. Um... That was cool. I don't even watch the stuff like that, but that one was cool. But in prison, my G, when there are literally people who are locked up for drug offenses, like for stupid ass shit, locked up for stupid shit, they can't get out. They don't necessarily have the fun like that. And you go and essentially cosplay that shit, that's fucked up on so many different levels. One, knowing the type of influence that you have, and two, knowing what... Like, it's going on in the prison system. And if you don't know, I hope you go and do the research and you don't have to find out about that shit firsthand. Like, that's just being just being straight up real at that point. Like, that's like that was fucked up on six different levels. And I just need you to do better. Right. I know you probably made money off of that, which is another layer of fuckery in that. But that I'm not going to get into today. But. I just I, I just need you to do better because that is just like that that was just stupid to me. That made zero sense to me whatsoever. It could have been a fake then, college. Why not do a fake college? Right. To show kids that college, the yard is turned. The college is turned. You could have called the all the Greeks out there. You could have got a band out there. You could have raised some money for some people. You could have did a lot of different stuff, but you t- decided to go down a negative route. Yeah. And even yeah, then, know, even if you did want to go to the prison route, right, why not it be something on like, oh, prison culture is fucked up and these people are locked up behind bars for something minuscule as a gram of marijuana and now they're doing 10 years for no goddamn real reason. 
you could have spun this in so many different directions, but you wanted to make it seem like being in jail is fun, and it's not. Like, come on now, like, do better. Oh, and my other cry of outrage, I've been debating about whether or not I'm going to do this, so I'm going to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. Um, I need y'all to stop saying check on your strong friends and check on your friends, period. Okay? We are in a day and age where there are literally five genocides going on in the world right now. Um, the United States government is god-awful trash. People are struggling to pay their rent, to put gas in their cars, to get groceries, all of their different stuff, right? And then all of that on top of whatever they have to deal with in their household with not making enough income or, you know, their kids are going crazy and not want to do what they need to do. The school is going crazy, all of that shit, right? We need to be checking on everybody and really be trying to bring community together because what happens is several things but with the direction that we're headed right now and people are saying they are ready for a revolution so much so that they're ready to not vote for joe biden or donald trump or they're ready to overthrow the government type shit now if y'all decide to do that just let me know i'll cook y'all food but i won't be there in person sorry just yeah but with all of that being the case we cannot sit here talking about doing boycotts and you don't have a community together. We can't be talking about overthrowing the government and you don't even talk to your neighbors. You don't have a relationship with your family. You are not, you don't have community around you. Like that is shooting yourself in the foot and then wondering why you bleed now. Right? So if we're talking about all of those things and talking about doing those things, you have to start with Checking on yourself first and see what you are able and capable of doing, but then also check on your other friends because a lot of us are going through shit that we don't tell you about. A lot of us are going through shit that we can't talk about because we haven't gotten to a point, excuse me, of solace within ourselves about it, right? A lot of people are grieving. Hell, I just found that out last night that I've been grieving for almost two months, probably longer than that, right? Um... And the one thing that I've ran into over and over again when people have asked me, you know, well, what do you need? How can I support you? And this is that and the third. The very first thing that comes to my mind is, one, just seeing if I'm okay, right? Because I'm normally the strong friend that goes and checks on everybody, but it's rare that people turn around and do the same for me, right? Now, the people that are here on this platform, they do, and they do it well, and I greatly appreciate them. But something that a preacher brought up um, in a Bible study talking about uh, grief earlier this week, he said, when it comes to grief, people who are grieving, don't just ask them, how are you? Because to some extent, you should already know that if you were as close as you say you are to that person, you'd already know the answer to that question. And even if you didn't, you know, just giving thoughts and prayers doesn't handle the situation. Sometimes people need support in ways that look like more than just sitting and having a conversation with them, right? Like, I think of all the times that Dre and Meech have, have, have supported me, and even Kai have supported me, where Dre just had been in a room, and there was enough support that I needed in that moment. Misha has flat out called me and we've been on the, on the phone for three, four hours and that did something for me, right? 
Ty has reached out to me over the last two weeks just knowing what I've been dealing with and just held space for me and I've been okay with that, right? But sometimes people will need, like, I think of one of my best friends when she was pregnant with her twins. He didn't have to too much worry about having like the first six weeks of things like for her children because I showed up to her house with a crate full of stuff. She was too busy trying to raise a four year old and trying to do her nine to five and then do all the other stuff on top of baking two kids in the oven. So, again, check on your on all of your friends. Make sure everybody is OK. If you are not able and capable of doing it, something else he said to you. If you're not able and, cap- able and capable of doing that, don't put yourself in that position to do that. Do something that is is beneficial for that person. So love to that person in the way that they need it and that they're able to receive and accept that and build this community. Because I'm telling you now, as somebody with the gift of foresight, I did a reading back in 2019 that and I asked, what is the future of the United States is going to look like? Next year is when it's all coming down. I'm just telling you what I know. Now, I'm telling you what I know and what I heard back in 2019. It got fun this year. It's getting worse next year. I'm just letting you know that off rip. So if that be the case and we want to survive and we want to move past the fuckery that we have now, we have to start building this community ASAP like Rocky. And with that being said, I'm through. All right. All right. And, and hey, listen, please. Check on all your friends, bro. Like he said, I'm gonna say this: me, me, Dre, Marshall. We try, we try to do this as often as we possibly can, making sure we checking on each other and and that our head is up. And and specifically, this message message is gonna go doubly out to men, um, because we do hold each other to a standard of like being able to compartmentalize and stuff like that. And 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 for the most part, maybe we are successful with that. However, just because you put it in a compartment don't mean you recycle it already or it's gone so make sure y'all checking on y'all y'all but y'all brothers making sure y'all checking on y'all people stuff like that um and with that being said this has been another study hall podcast i want to send another shout out to our guest kai for gracing the stage gracing the pod thank and giving, you, thank just you, giving us a wealth of information man we appreciate hey, one one. it as always down. there you go appreciate it bro appreciate it bro. yes yes um it. And and do you have any uh social media you want to plug? Uh yeah. So follow me on uh the socials. It's the same thing. It is at there goes Keith. All one word. Keith is spelled K-E-E-A-T-H. There goes Keith. Um and just uh that that shout out and just uh let it be known, bro. Like all the OGs are on the call. Oh yeah, I uh, also have merch that's also tagged to my to my Instagram through Influence T. Uh, the Dragon Eight uh, merch has got a mm-hmm. eight with the dragon coming out through it because okay. you turn an eight, you turn an eight on the side. It's an infinity symbol. The the uh, dragon is always infinite. Uh, you dig? Okay. Animated, animated change. Animated change changed the life, but on some real stuff though. Uh, everybody who listening. Like like the OG said, you are who you are for a reason. Don't fold yet. Your breakthrough coming. I promise it's coming. Tighten yes, up. Sir. Fight. Yes, sir. Fight, fight. Fight one more day, bro. One more step. Keep pushing that mountain. Like I'm telling you it's coming, bro. Like, 
I'm telling you, yo, yo, you're coming. Don't let social media, don't let don't let envy or anything stop you from doing what you're supposed to do because you are who you are for a reason. But I'm so appreciative and grateful just to, for y'all allowing me to be in the space. For sure. And don't be a stranger, bro. We appreciate everything you've given up, everything you've spoken on here. Okay. And we gonna yeah, for bro. sure gonna have you back, bro. We for sure gonna have you back. And his his uh socials as well as our socials will be in the description um of this pod. Um, gentlemen, y'all have anything for, for our listening audience? Go Niners. We winning right now. That's all that matters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. With that being said, this has been a study hall podcast. Another episode done. And we out. As always, be great. Deuces. <laughs>